And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no gallons. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NGNG podcast number 184. We're your hosts, Darren and Phil. Today is Thursday, October 31st, and this is 2019. And do, do you know what ha- that ha- what, why that's a big deal, Phil? Um, I think what, what happened the, October 31st, um, we stopped loving children and, uh, <laughs> we started this podcast, started handing out raisins for, uh, Halloween candy. Don't you what hate is raisins? going on? Yeah, man. Happy Halloween. Are you excited? Happy I Halloween. mean, it's, it's five thirteen here. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to be starting getting like trick or treaters rolling in. Like, <laughs> like literally I think, uh, yeah, like. Granted, I'm upstairs. So, by the way, cheers. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers. What do you got? Th- what do you? What do you? You know. You know, Alaska. I got my Tetris. representing Alaska. I got my. Uh, this is probably oh, yeah. still my favorite mug. She got me. Is it? Yeah, she got me at like. It's it's been a hot minute. Well, speaking of a hot minute, dude, it's been freaking eight years that we've been doing this right? podcast. That's what today is. I again, you know, we've mentioned this before. I have no idea what we were thinking on starting the podcast on Halloween night. I have, I don't know. I don't know why we did it that night eight years ago, but we did. And here we well, are. Well, to be fair, I mean, how old is your daughter? Because it was before you had your daughter. Right? Yeah, it was. So, yeah, it was. Well, let's see. Or she was no. like just born. How she old was just born. She's turning nine in December. Okay. So, so she was just yeah, born. Yeah, I mean, she would, yeah. So, eh, you know. Like, I don't know what it was. I don't know. It, it seemed like a good night, I guess. I can't even, I mean, I, I don't even remember I don't doing know. that first night. So, happy anniversary, ha- dude. Happy birthday. Anniversary. Aniver- well, I mean, well, birthday. Birthday, yeah. It's, Aniver- like, this podcast. Is this was... a relationship or is this like a <laughs> birth of some? I don't. Kind of both. Happy birthdiversary. Yeah. Something like that. It's uh, a ha- happy birthday to NGNG. Happy anniversary to us. Um, but before we really get rolling, I'd like to say thank you to all the support out there throughout the years, eight years. And of course, if you'd like to help support us, well, that's brought to you by you guys. Literally our Twitch subs, our patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, consider becoming a Twitch sub today or one of our patrons. Of course, all you got to do is click that uh, button up top if you're watching on Twitch. And if you are one of our YouTube viewers and or SoundCloud, make sure to check out the description down below below but man okay so there's two things i'm noticing visually right away from watching our uh podcast um that is number one your face is naked dude i don't don't know if you're aware of that it's uh (laughs) i think it's against uh twitch tos but uh i don't know how did it feel shaving it off uh fine actually i i actually it didn't bother me like um i will (laughs) I sh- I shaved last night and my wife was like, "Oh, you lost a few pounds." It did make yeah. me look a little bit chubby in the face, like having the the chops. Oh, did you feel that way? It, it, she did. I think that's what her point was. And beard um, adds twenty pounds, right? I I don't think it adds it just because it was just here to the sides. I don't know what what it was doing, but it made me I don't know, it made me self conscious, Darren. That's Did it? Oh, no. um, Were you running harder? Just get rid of that. Extra no, I, I actually, I, it didn't bother me. And I will yeah. say I did get a few looks uh, when we were driving up to like uh, Virginia last weekend for the race. Uh, like we, you're our people or what kind of I looks? I don't know. Like, I don't, 
when's the last time you saw someone with mutton chops like out in the wild that's a good question right that's a yeah i, I can't say that i have so it's been a the, long time the thing in my head was if you see someone like that and they're you know like what are your you're not supposed oh you're to saying judge. people were judging book by its cover yeah like i know you're not supposed to do by it its cover. but yeah you know. so you were feeling it you were feeling oh yeah what, we, discriminated against I, I don't know if it was discriminated but it was like okay dude like i felt like I, what i should i felt like what i should have done is like totally screwed with people's heads and wore like uh, a maga hat but yet like bernie 2020 t-shirt or something like that oh, just to like mess with people be like hold on you would have seen their the eyes what? yeah like they would have totally Wait, what? not known what to do like i just feel like that would have been hilarious but um yeah so anyways um yeah that's a good point uh devil cran brought up is did you feel like they thought you were a hipster or a hick because these days know. it's kind of hipster to be hick or, or you know or to be a little bit whatever is it I don't know, man. I, I don't know what hips. Who are you? are old nowadays? You your opinion. <laughs> I've, back I've had in our day, I had a beard before hipsters. You were, had I was beards. born. That's all I know. I, know. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> we're all born out of the beard. I, I but the it. other thing that I'm noticing, and I want to say a big thank you to everybody that supported and made this happen, is that uh, our 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 webcams kind of look the same. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, you've got a little bit of different backdrop and and lighting and so forth, and that's actually why we started late today. We're trying to solve this lighting problem. Uh, with with my uh, webcam, I'm still going to be working on it to, to perfect it. But because of you guys, the community, I do have the Logitech Brio now, and um, yeah, it's got higher resolution. We're working on the, um, you know, yes, it's, it, the it's white. autofocus. Well, autofocus, it's two things: autofocus and the white. Yeah, the autofocus isn't bad. I turn mine off. Just Depends because, on what it's auto focusing on. Yeah, and I turn <laughs> mine off just because, like, if I wave my hands or if I'm close yeah. to the, you know, blah blah blah. Um, but also too is the your lighting. I have a I have sort of a, a, a anyways I have a light right here, so I'm getting light on my face. But also what you're looking at on screen. So like right now I'm, we're looking at a Google Doc. If I move away from that, I just watch what happens when I look at the Google Doc. I know. Well, bam. Yeah. So that's too much. What do you have in front of your computer? What's in front? I, I think because I think the light you have a light in front of you, don't you? Like above, above me, yeah, yeah, but it's in front of you. So I think what's happening is it's cast right there. Yeah, it's hitting like where your half your nose. Yeah, which to be fair, which is is enough nose. Is, yeah, and and then <laughs> the rest. You, you, you don't want full nose right now. So I think yeah, yeah. So we'll work on that. Um, we'll work on it, guys. But I, again, I just want to say totally a, a huge thank you to everybody that supported and made that happen. Uh, you guys rock, and I'm back with the webcam. Um, also. Uh, I'm in Rudolph in training. Hey, now. Uh, it's true, though. Um, also, I have been sick, and I'm I'm on uh, NyQuil right now. So uh, that's my excuse for anything. Yeah, um, if you say I'm anything feeling, funny, you're, you're drugged. I'm feeling very... In court. I feel very fishbowl-y right now. NyQuil does weird shit Well, dude, me, but, like, uh, I, I was just listening. Like, um, <laughs> if you take uh, Sudafed and stuff, I mean, that... Uh, I was just listening to like a Joe pod, a Joe Rogan podcast and they were saying, and actually again, it's, I think we mentioned this a few when you were sick last time you, you get sick mm -hmm. very often. Well, to Sudafed has like uh, it's like the same thing as like either heroin or uh, meth. Like it's like one of the ingredients is like heroin basically. Like that's, you can take a bunch of Sudafed and get really fucked up. Like, 
So I'm just tossing that out there. And Jesus Are you Christ saying I'm trouble. addicted? I know. So I was hearing Terminator 100, Terminator 100. Oh, you have Terminator. that on? I don't have that. Yeah. 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 So I you're talking, and I just hear that going. Troublesome, thank you very much for your support, man. You are a huge supporter of the podcast. And the only reason we're here eight years later is because of all of you guys and uh, everybody that supported over, over the years. Troublesome, ah. you rock, man. He's like destroyed competition too, by oh, the yeah. way. Like There's no, no there is no competition. I don't even know. I think he gets a, a yeah, is a precursor to ma yeah. Anyways, um, anyways. Long story short, um, we all know that Darren's, I'm addicted. Uh, high I'm right addicted now too. on yeah. Sudafed cough syrup. Look, dude, and... school just started again. It's been in you know for three weeks or something like that. Um, maybe more. It's been more, but anyway. <laughs> Point is, little kids, they're disease factory. And That's another I, I, reason not to have them, right? I'm doing my best, but we had parent-teacher conferences. There was little kids all around me. I couldn't get them off. You know, they were, they were just, uh, the, the school hallways are swarming with them. Um, I tried to hide, but uh, anyway, I got sick again. I'm getting over it, though. I'm towards the tail end. All right. So, by the way, uh, today we're just going to be chilling, hanging out with you guys. We want to answer yeah, questions yep. that you guys have for us. So, like, over the years... Has there any been? Has there been something that's just been on your mind, or is there a perspective that you want? Feel free to just tag us at NGNG TV in chat, and we'll do our best to answer it. And so, um, as long yeah. as it's appropriate, of course. Yeah. Also, I think we should look back. I mean, it's been you know we've we've told our stories before. Yes. Um, and, and it's kind of weird, you know. We have um, you know well over two hundred podcasts uh, um, under the belt, if you include all the back in the day, the Mex Devs and Beer and um every you know every uh broadcast we've done we've done a lot of podcasts over the years um but maybe people haven't heard our stories um so really quickly i just wanted to kind of recap how i got into battletech and MechWarrior. um then i thought maybe you could do that sure and then i thought we could talk about how we met and, and what we've done over eight years but uh while we're doing that we'll keep an eye on chat and if anybody has any questions we'll try to address them but uh, my introduction to Battletech and MechWarrior in general, and I should say actually it was to Battletech, um, really it was, I was originally in the early 80s, you know, like maybe 1980. I don't know when it started in the U.S., but uh, Robotech was my first, um, you know, first time I saw these these mechs, basically, the, the Unseen. Um, and I totally fell in love with that show. I record a bit back in the day. It was kind of like early high school um no it was before that it was it would have been middle school did you guys have like color tvs back then <laughs> we did believe it or not wow. you like our costumes uh, i sunny um but uh so i was totally into robotech i was recording every single episode on vhs so that tells you how old it was mm -hmm. so i had like this whole collection of them was addicted to robotech and uh one day over in san jose where you used to live that area uh, i walked into a game store i used to go i played tabletop with my friends um D D champions all kinds of uh car wars a lot of fun games so i'd always go into these game stores and i was looking on the shelf of i think it was new arrivals or something like that and so it was 1984 i go in there and i see this box set up on the shelf and it has the warhammer okay so, but now of course it was uh what's it called in the tomahawk um, or whatever yeah yeah so but i i recognize the mech i'm like oh my god what is that and long story long uh it was obviously the first edition of it wasn't even Battletech, it was Battle Droids. It was only that for a very short time in 1984 before uh, basically Lucas came in and said nope and changed it to Battletech, um, which I'm super glad it did, as I've said before. 
And that started my addiction. I got totally into the tabletop. Uh, and then, you know, uh, as soon as the games started coming out, the video games in the late 80s, I mean, I was, you know, I was into Battletech. I was into um, the, the City Tech. I was into aerospace. We did all that stuff. Um, and then I started playing the video games in the late 80s. And I played every single video game iteration except for, what was it that came out? Ba Battletech 3025? Is that yeah, the one that came out? Yeah, and it was, it was beta by uh, EA. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I was really pissed about that because I was checking the internet constantly back then waiting for that game to come out. For some reason, the window of when it came out happened perfectly between one time I checked and the next time I checked, at which point it had already come and gone. So I missed out on Battletech 3025, but I've played every video game iteration. I've read every book except for, um, you know, the later books, probably, so probably about a hundred of them, uh, you know, multiple times. I kind of go through a cycle of rereading all the books. So basically, I've been in this for 35 years since 1984, um, and I have soaked up every, uh, you know, everything BattleTech and MechWarrior that I can, uh, or that I have been able to since then. So, so that that's my life in BattleTech and MechWarrior. So was it the aesthetics that? Oh yeah, dude. You know, of the Tomahawk, you'd already seen it previously. It was all the, the mechs. You know. Yeah, I mean, it was, dude. It was, it was always. Um, it was always the mechs, I think. I mean, I liked the story, you know, back way. But what back drew then. you in with the cover artwork and stuff of the box set? It was my imagination, being a mercenary, you know, and 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 having your own mech unit, and it was kind of that gritty feeling, and and that I really liked, you know, kind of the opposite of uh, Star Trek. Um, it was it had that that grit to it, and um, you know, I I think of the early covers like Natasha Krensky and. Um, you know, things that just appealed to me at that age, <laughs> Natasha, obviously, but it was, uh, yeah, it was totally about the look. It was about the aesthetic, which is weird looking back at the TROs now, yeah. you know, the, because the artwork was so, mm. but, uh, for then it was awesome. Yeah. Changed no, my life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can see that. And speaking of, uh, the Natasha and stuff like that. Um, Catalyst had just sent out their email for the Kickstarter yeah. update, um, and they were they hadn't they didn't have any examples yet because they were working on them. They just got back from a convention, mm -hmm. but they're working on the Mech Warrior portraits. Um, they did uh, showcase the um, like Aiden Pride's t uh, Timberwolf, I think Natasha Kerensky, the Direwolf and stuff. Uh, they they showed a few of those. I think the Marauder as well. There was like four mechs of the the four. Anyways, yep. but it's like for me, obviously to to get into my backstory, of course, um, similar to yours. And in, instead of a, a a game shop, it was a bookstore. We um, I was given a book. It was my mom's boyfriend at the time. And he had to take it back because there was some like inappropriate stuff in it. And he was like, "Hey, we'll ride our bikes down to the mall." You get a BattleTech book. book? No, 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 no. This, okay. He had given me a book. Sorry, back. He'd gotcha. given me a book to read, and he was like, "You're really gonna like this." And then he was like, "Oh, there's some like inappropriate yeah. stuff." And I was 12 at the time, so he was like, "Hey, how about this? I'm gonna take you. You can get any book." And I remember like looking through like the books, sci-fi, of course, and total aesthetics. And it was the uh, Blood of Kerensky, the second novel mm. that I saw. 
and I picked it up. And funny enough, I actually don't own that book anymore because I gave it to someone else to read and I bought another one. Pass it on. Yeah, I think I it was beat up too because I read it a few times. But that's how I started was novels. And I have that book right on here. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And it's it's one of those things where at the time in my life, it I don't it just it resonated with me. I don't the novels. The, I mean, it really got me into reading more so than like I didn't. I didn't read prior to that. As far as isn't like, it weird how uh, I had the same thing when I was younger? A certain book series that just totally got me into reading. And that was before BattleTech came along. But yeah, I can see that series is an easy one to get hooked on. So right. that was your introduction. That was my introduction. And then it just spawned from there, the, the novels. Then I collect, started collecting those. And then um, we moved to Colorado. I remember I got battle uh, multiplayer Battletech AOL. I ran up like a $300 bill which mm. because I didn't realize you had to pay to play. Like you pay <laughs> and it would automatically charge your account. So my Dude. mom got like this like three. She was like, I'm not paying this. You know, I what was do you so do? addicted to that. And game. I was like, I have no idea what it's from, mom. Like, ah, yeah. And then um, <laughs> at least I, it wasn't porn. Well, right. Porn, yeah. But. No. And then um, I had saved up money. And I remember in uh, like the chat thing, they're like, oh, you know, what MechWarrior game are you? Are you playing any? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm playing Battletech. They're like, no, are you playing? And it, I had been introduced to the world that, oh, there's actually mech warrior games. Like Battletech AOL, AOL was like old. Like I didn't know that. And so we went to like, by the way, we were living up in the mountains in Colorado. We had just moved there. And I'm talking about like we're living in Green Mountain Falls for those that are familiar. Uh, so think of Colorado Springs, Manitou Springs is going up in the mountain. And then you're up in the mountains in Green Mountain Falls. That's where we lived, Green Mountain Falls. And so we drove all the way down to Circuit City, like down in the Springs. And Circuit just, what? Yeah, Circuit City. Remember like Radio Shack <laughs> used to be a thing yeah. at Circuit City. Uh, and I'd saved up money. I bought Mercen MechWare 2 Mercenaries, got home, put the disc in, and we have too old of a computer and it's not the operating system you have to have. Crushed. Good old MechWarrior. Crushed. This... this I, I don't know if I was 12 still or 13. I was crushed. My mom went out and bought a brand new Pentium what 1 66, 32 megs of RAM, you know, Packard Bell, top of line. And I played the shit out of MechWarrior and Mercenaries. And it's funny because I got introduced to Mercenaries before too and Ghost Bear, even though those were previous. Obviously with the novels and my imagination and playing the games. That's why when I listen to the tunes, I play the music all the time. When I hear certain songs, I literally get taken back to, oh, yeah. I, I remember because you, you could, uh, the camera system in MechWarrior 2, you could go outside your mech and you could like spin around and look. And I remember just the Timberwolf with that sort of bouncing gate and you know, the, the mad dog again, you can, I can picture it in my head, just boom, boom. And I just remember just the, the music and oh, just, yeah, dude. I played all offline, by the way. We didn't have the internet after the mm -hmm. AOL thing. I right. played thousands of hours, like yeah. legitimately thousands of hours. And then, you know, skip forward, Mech 3 came out. I didn't really have a good computer for that. So I had to like upgrade my video card and then, uh, you know, Mech Commander and then Mech 4. I didn't get to play the same thing you didn't, EA. And I don't know what happened to that. 
I'd love to hear why or what happened behind the scenes with the EA uh, 3025 game because from people that I knew, it was like the best thing they had played yeah. to date. Yeah, like, the people that the, I remember reading on the internet, um, people that were playing it loved it, but it and but it was totally just like the rug was yanked out from under them yeah, when they dropped know. it. I don't know. I, and so I feel like I remember the reason, but or at least I knew the reason back then. I don't remember now though. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But that was back. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how EA. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Like EA, they had to have a get a license, like a license for Microsoft. I have no idea. They just dropped it. Uh, so. Um, and I remember looking at screenshots of that game and going, holy shit, look at the technology jump from Mac <laughs> 2 to that because it looked yeah. stunning. And then oh, yeah. now fast forward and you have MWO and then you have Mac 5 now. And it's just, it's one of those like nostalgia sort of waves just hit me. And I'm like, how far graphics and fidelity has come let alone just being a, a Battletech McWarrior fan. And, for uh, sure, man. Yeah, and I got into the tabletop. I got into the card game. Obviously, for a lot of people, they can see the cards there. I still got a ton. Actually, I have more than that. Um, those are just the ones that are in the little uh, plastic uh, envelopes, envelopes, right. sealed thing, card protectors. Uh, I've got all the novels. I have every single one. I've even got, I think, the majority of the Dark Age, even though I haven't read all of them. Um, side note here. You know, another book series that I got into uh, in high school, uh, the Redwall series. Have you ever... Not familiar. You're not familiar? Mm -mm. You would You would probably really like it. Uh, it's basically like, uh, it's a fantasy setting of, um, hey, Sergeant Hard Rock, thank you for the 20-month resub, sir. Much appreciated. Thanks, Welcome back. Um, Redwall series, it's like, uh, instead of humans, they uh, it's like anthropomorphic. They use, uh, you know mice badgers rats snakes and each sort of type of animal generally has like a caste system if you will like badgers are known to be the the kings and the queens and rats are devious and you know dangerous sort of thing anyways it's a really good um but it's not fluffy fairy tale all the time it's like dark too it's like there's murder and sounds there's good deceit. anyways it's like your, your daughter actually might like them um actually, yeah she'd probably love them um once she, uh, anyways, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, it, it's one of those things like looking back, I would have never, ever, ever thought that what I read or what I did would influence my life. How it later has, on, yeah. later on because of what yeah. we do and our interactions with the community. Absolutely, man. Like, like, so that was. I, I I got grounded in ninth grade, like really grounded because of my grades. And I I hid my Battletech books at the <laughs> bottom. I hid like three books at the bottom of my dirty laundry so I could read nice. them. That's my, like, that's what I that's used to do. Yes, and level. of course I got I got grounded from reading because I would, I would stay up and read. Yeah. Just till like no, three o'clock in the morning. I remember reading and it was one of those things where You'd start a novel, you'd start a chapter, and the next thing you know, four hours later, and you're like, holy shit. It's like, it's like those games experiences. Like, I get that with like City Skylines, where I'll start it up. Eight hours later, I'm like, Jesus, I really need to like drink some water, use the bathroom, get off here, walk around. 
Um, the crazy thing, Star Wolf, is that um, some of the pages of those novels that Phil had hidden did stick together. Yeah, um, mech porn. Yeah. Literally. So and, now this was in the '90s. This was like yeah. Mid '90s. I I was yeah. the kid in middle school. I carried around a giant like three ring binder, like the two and a half, three you know mm -hmm. ones, and. I totally went to our library and I printed, I think a Sarna was a thing back then early on. And I printed off basically the, because if you go to Sarna and you go to like the Battletech timeline from yeah. like, it starts at like, like now, right? Like 19, you know, eight, whatever it was all the way. I printed all of that off and I read it. Like I used to walk around just reading stuff about Isn't that crazy dude. Like, so you were basically, it was the novels, then you got a game, and then it was like a, a fish hook into your life, and, and it has carried everything. you along ever since. Now, that was mid-90s. How old are you now? 35. So, dude, oh, that just made me feel it, super old when you said that. I've been into Battletech for as long as you've been yes, alive. Yes. Exactly. And, and when I was 12, that was my introduction, and it's been, like, with me nonstop. And, and you know, that was, that was probably... It, dark times if you will the 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 dark age for me at least yeah. was when mech 4 stopped and we didn't have anything like that was a I, long time i still had you know and when i when i went in the marines like um i played mech 4 all the way up until that so 2002 when i got out um i tried playing it and i just couldn't it just i just couldn't enjoy it um as much as i did and so fast forward you know how me and you met I was playing Eve like ridiculously throughout college. And in 2009, when we saw, for those that don't know, for MWO, back before MWO even existed, the idea was, um, at the time, Piranha Games was looking for a publisher to create the next Mac 5. That's what it was, what they were you know that was their do. original goal before right. or their original attention before mwo so they were looking for a publisher and so they created if you if you go back to that original sort of uh trailer um they created and at the time we didn't know this they created these three three second that's all we had three second clips Teasers. and me and you had met because of mechware living legends the, the well, I guess we were both coming out of EVE Online, even though we didn't know each other in EVE yes. Online. I and, quit EVE Online in 2008. Yeah. And we were playing and Living was, Legends, yeah. Although this is our eight-year anniversary for the NGNG podcast, we actually met and created NGNG, the community, 10 years ago. So we've been doing stuff together for 10 years. Um, and that began with meeting each other in Living Legends. Yeah. And, and how that started was... I ran across the mod because you had to, at the time when we first started playing, it was you had to have Crisis. Crisis came out and crushed computers. I remember that too. That was uh, I remember the meme was yeah, yeah, but can it run Crisis? You know, sort of yeah. thing. Um, and so we were playing Living Legends. I got involved with the alpha testing. I got involved with 3D modeling. Me and you were playing in um, Wolves in Exile, and we were doing competitive uh, tournaments and stuff. Had been a blast, doing all kinds of stuff. And me, you, uh, Alec, Greg, we were all just hanging out. And I remember losing my god dang mind because we saw this tr this little three second clip. And like I said, in two thousand nine. 
there hadn't been any news, no game, no one knew. Living Legends was the closest thing we have to a new experience. And in 2009, they released these three three-second clips, and the and we all wondered because you couldn't really see. It was like from the viewpoint of a uh, like a parking deck, right? Like the, it was that was the you were inside a parking deck looking out, and it was this machine. We didn't know this mech of something walking by, right? That's all we got. It was like every single day or every like they re- release one. Well, here's the kicker. Someone had paused the video and noticed the Davian sunburst in the background. And as soon as that knowledge hit, I I remember talking to you. We were like, holy shit, what does this mean? What is it, what is this going on? Is this a new mech? This has to be a new mechware game. This is Battletech. You know, so of course that's that's how, in all honesty, that's how the podcast started because I did a few podcasts with um um Greg. Alec, uh Greg. Uh, via Eve because he had the uh, the the podcast, and I was like, "Hey, let's just start." That is Gizmo snoring in the background. <laughs> that is something right I've there. complained about for many, many, let me, many uh, years. I'll move here, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me let me just move her really quick. So all right, that way you don't have to hear. Yep, yep. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. We are obviously, uh, if you if you read the stream title, we're doing our eight year uh, anniversary celebration stream. Just hanging out with you guys, talking about uh, whoa, <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wow. Um, talking about how we got into BattleTech and MechWarrior, and then also how we met each other and started the NGNG podcast. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's that's uh, a <laughs> that's more snoring than I do, that's, man. That's in bed. And by the way, that's light snoring. That's yeah, yeah. That's what that's, we tell. That's crazy. But okay. uh, yeah, and so uh, we did. We started that um, the podcast because of that video. And I think, I mean, we were we. I, I remember multiple reasons why we started it. One was because we we felt like that um, the BattleTech and Mech Warrior communities in general were very fractured. broken apart yes. fractured and and they, there was all these pockets of mech warrior battletech fans around doing but they'd all it was all for very specific reasons like they're playing this game or they're you know some people were doing uh, like tabletop online and there was all these different fractured communities of mech warrior and battletech we were trying to bring people together and that was the whole point of launching the ngng uh team speak server and the community yeah. and then the podcast yeah we felt like oh, hey what's this thing coming out we have something to talk about um, but I think originally we we did talk about Living Legends, and then we moved into uh, Mech Warrior. Oh, I mean, as, as... sheesh, man! Like going back and listening to those, like <laughs> obviously can't. audio quality wise it was very lacking. But we and experience and they everything. They were but... three hours long minimum. Yeah. Like they were it was super... pretty crazy, dude. and it was us total speculation because we yeah. didn't know this is what we want out of a game and this is what we were thinking and i mean just this is what's i mean just the level of um speculation fandom. it was it was fandom. Absolute, yeah imagination we, yeah yeah like dude it, it, the 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 world was our oyster <laughs> for battletech and mech Warrior. and we and i remember we would often talk about what our dream would be of what mech warrior online was going to be or whatever you know we wanted like basically battletech world um, but uh, we wanted a lot of things. We like, wanted a lot of things all across the board. I mean, yeah. and we just didn't know. And then that trailer dropped in 2009, and it was like, yep. oh shit! Like, um, T- 
to, but to 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 finish that uh, tangent, the 2009 trailer. Obviously, that never happened back then. MechWarrior Five did not happen back then, and the reason why is because distributors at the time um, didn't want to. Basically, PC games weren't popular. They wanted console games, and uh, Rust didn't want to do a console well, game. Well, I think I, I don't think it was just PC games. I think it was. I think the reality of it is it's a niche audience platform no no they 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 had they had the ability to go forward with it if they did console only um sure but, they didn't but what i'm saying the is interest niche and then on top of that pc right and mm -hmm. obviously 2009 i think things were improving but i feel like that's why we hadn't seen anything for so long was because in 2002 the xbox you know and all that and i mean look at the success that like Halo had, like yeah. it was massive. And why would you, anyways, it was a weird time for PCs because the amount of money you would have to drop in to get the performance. It was a bad and, time for, for, for yeah, PC Yeah, it was Master a weird Race. time. So yeah, 2009, that came out. And I had met you via playing Living Legends and in Living Legends, you had in-game comms. And I remember I would just, you know, like, hey, if you want to come hang out, let's, you know, hop on TeamSpeak and stuff. And this is way before Discord was even a thing. Um, and, you know, because TeamSpeak used to be, it was TeamSpeak, Ventrilo. Uh, there was a few others, Mumble. But, like, we used, t yeah. we still, we're on TS right now, actually. We still use ours. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that came out. And it, it was, I felt, too, doing the podcast, the reason... I feel I felt like we needed because there was no one else talking about it in in the form of there was no community like presence that was you had so many different websites and so many different forums and there was no one doing a podcast and really as far as even right now there's still we've seen other podcasts come up and then they disappear and you know stuff like that and so for us, and again, we had a crazy schedule too. We did one every week, every week. And yep. yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Crazy times. Remember when we went, to, uh, I went to the first, I think it was GDC in San yeah, Francisco. And, GDC, and, and yeah. yeah. I was so, so that jealous. Was, yeah. Was so and so jealous. that was kind of, it was, we did a remote podcast. I was at GDC. I got to see the, the press um, version of MechWare Online. You were so giddy. Oh, dude. It was, yeah. and I was so jealous. I think I hated you a little yeah. bit. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I still hate you a little bit. But uh, just kidding, of course. Um, you know, we, we, we joked about this being, um, you know, a relationship or whatever. But, you know, we've been, I've had quite a few business partners over the years. Um, it says a lot that we're still together after 10 years. Because <laughs> it's hard to be with anybody for 10 years. Um, where you're doing something with them on a regular basis. So it's been a great 10 years. Like the uh, the tweet I send out, sent out earlier, what, what did I say? Um, eight years and, and forever to go or something like that. <laughs> I don't know how long we'll do NGNG or for how long it will be around, but uh, it's been a pleasure uh, doing it for these last uh, eight or 10 years, depending on what you're looking at as the timeline. And uh, I look forward to more to come. As I mentioned in the tweet also, 
Um, obviously, what we're doing right now is looking back on how we met and got into uh, NGNG and MechWarrior Online, but also we have a lot of stuff coming up still. I mean, um, obviously, we have MechWarrior 5 coming out uh, in December, and we have more... Uh, heavy Metal from HBS heavy metal. coming out yep. in November I And everything 22nd? from Catalyst. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's just, we. there's so much content still in the Battletech MechWarrior, uh, you know, um, world that uh, I see a lot of podcasts to come. And it's it's crazy. I can't believe we've been doing it for this long. Time has flown by. It seems like, you know, remember the launch party in San Francisco, and we had NGNG Con, and, and we did the, the Steam launch party, and then Mech Cons. We've had three of them, and it's just like, God, man, the time has flown. <laughs> Starl said, Darren and Phil, still a better love story than Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, the one with the sparkly skin. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, you know, again, going back to the, like the um, launch party in San Francisco was like my first. Do you remember? This is your first what? It was my first like convention. Like like that. (laughs) So the launch party in San Francisco was at this little venue. It was a cool, like, uh, club-type setting in San Francisco. Um, all I remember is how much everybody from PGI and IGP, uh, anyway, loved um, San Francisco and talked about how nice everybody was in San, in San Francisco, which always tripped me out because I feel the opposite and felt that people in, uh, uh, you know, Canada were super nice. But anyway... Um, Remember we did like the the match calling for the first tournament <laughs> and it was so bad because we had no way to know which team it was. And I was like, I called the winner as the opposite team. We have pictures of us back then sitting up on stage trying to call that those matches. It was such a struggle, but man, that, those were the early up? days. You know how many <laughs> it was so bad. times I had to go to counseling for all this. No, I, uh, it, it, yeah, I remember like- I'm like, blue team won, and everybody's looking at me like, going, no, no, red no, team, no, it was red, red Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, the in, in-house audio and video, like oh I God. could hear everything, I could control everything, and you couldn't, and no one could hear you because like, yeah. it was like last minute stuff. It was stuff. so bad. Yeah, dude. there were so many things. But um, we loved it. Like no matter how bad it was, it, we were it, having it, so yeah, much fun. It, it is what, you know, it's like I remember saying is, I remember being like, in my head, I was like, this is a total clusterfuck. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then I was like, well, you're here. You gotta do what you gotta do adapt and overcome and it was like all right the marine kicked right. in yeah like i was like all right i'm because yeah that was like where i talked for almost eight hours straight yeah because that was crazy and i had like and then a, you were up all night drinking <laughs> while i was getting ready for ngng con i had like a piece of pizza on the side and yeah that was uh was that when um ed bought me a damn red stripe to i believe it is yes. like a red stripe ed i know god man I'm love, still, love yeah. you ed wherever you are um, um yeah and then so then so we had the um mwo launch party uh then the next day we did ngng con which was we rented out this little um warehouse type area <laughs> looked like an artsy sort of warehouse you know like yeah it was like a just... yeah like a live workspace the industrial yeah thing yeah but it was cool, and we had a bunch of tabletop set up. Everybody was playing tabletop. We streamed that. Um, we, we had we had BB Wolf there. Um, Brandon, Brandon was there. Catrick yeah. Hill. We had a lot of the early NGNG guys. Ed was there. Uh, Joe Apostle was yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So uh, a lot of the 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 early uh, the you know the old timers or whatever from MWO um, played tabletop. All I remember was I was stressed out of my mind trying you, to make it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like from the morning. I remember we went and got coffee and bagels. Yeah, and I was I think I yep. was a little hungover. Oh, I know you were a little hungover. You were up late drinking. I was up late. And uh, I didn't even drink sure the next much. day. Was I would, no, happen. I think I was just exhausted. I think that's what it was. Cause like, it was like, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I drank that much. I don't, but I, I don't definitely know about that, dude. I don't know. But I uh, anyway, it, it was a, it was an awesome time in San Francisco. That was 2013, I believe. Was um, it? Oh my gosh. I think so. Ah. And then we had the steam launch party that was up in the Vancouver, office, yep. uh, PGI office in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, all I remember from that was um, somebody coming up to me and she said, Nostrovia. <laughs> and she got me drinking. Yeah, and, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's awesome. Um, but I had, uh, you know, I, I had the the, the vodka um, shots with her. And then I, I found the, um, the uh, rum and cokes. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was, uh, I don't remember much. Yeah, you. Uh, you I might have, I might have drank you drank as much like as you did in San Francisco. Five of them within yeah. like an hour. And you were like, man, these things are so good. I was like, geez. They're so good. Uh, yeah, but the food there was amazing. And we had was, another, yeah. it was a, it was a great time. BB Wolf was there again. You know, we had all the crew. Um, just had a great time. They had the, at the ice, there was an ice sculpture. Ice sculpture of a Warhammer. Yeah. Um, and there was one there where was they, they poured drinks. Amazing food, right? I yeah, they through, poured yeah. drinks through the yeah through the ice, that, yeah. so it chilled it. Yeah, just uh, amazing time. And um, and then uh, then of course it was the first MechCon at the Commodore Theater in downtown Vancouver, um, which again was uh, it was crazy being up on that stage. I remember that was like our first time really where we were up on stage. <laughs> Darren's backstage. We're about to go like live. He's about to go out there, and he's like, "I'm so fucking nervous. I need a shot." Oh, and I'm like, "You need it right now, like right yeah. now." Is it? And that began right a now? tradition. And he literally went and got like a double Two shot, shots. like a double yeah. shot. I just like boom, boom. And, he, and he was like, "All right, I'm ready to go." I was like, "All right, rock star. Go. Like you got to do what you got to do." And then, um, yeah, this the the last year we're about to go live, and he's like, "I haven't had my shots." Like having my shots, so he's we're running over to the the VIP section, and he's like two shots, and I'm just like, uh, all right, you gotta do what you what gotta do. What can I do. say, man? The I, show I, was like delayed by like ten seconds because Darren needed to get his yeah. his liquor in. Yeah, that's right. But uh, it's been just so much uh, amazing experiences, and what I wanted to ask you is, looking back over all these years that we've been doing this, eight years, what are like just maybe one or two highlights? What have been the um, the things that really have made an impression on you that you won't forget? Um, you know that, uh, yeah, basically that. Hmm, it's hard to pinpoint like a moment. I I think yeah. I think early on uh, as well, and of course, m me and you have evolved because of our being behind the scenes, but I think early on, not being behind the scenes and being just a total fanboy as far as like, like when an announcement or anything came out, we got it first time. And I feel like that, uh, you know, again, that 2009 trailer, I remember just like, I remember losing my shit, right? And 
because keep going. We, I can hear you. We hadn't we hadn't seen anything. We hadn't heard anything. We you know we were all concerned about the the IP just sort of disappearing and you know never being seen after Mac Four. And so for me at least, um, yeah, I I think another point in time when we went to the Steam launch party, my wife was there and she did she knew what I did, but she didn't know. Like she she had no idea. So like it was it was she tells the story really good, but like She's yeah. like standing there. I'm talking to a bunch of people. I'm I'm off doing my own thing, and she's standing there. And some guy was like, "Oh, hey, you know, are are you a player or whatever?" And she was like, "Oh, no, no, I'm just here with my husband." And he's like, "Oh, okay, you know, who's your husband?" And she points, and he was like, "Oh, the guy with the beard." And she's like, "No, no, that's Darren." No, the, thank God, the, no. The other one, she was like, "Oh, Phil, Phil, Sean Lang, Sean Lang's your husband," and he yeah. like had a like moment of like geek out, but she she didn't she had no idea like it was it was weird and and i remember it's a weird thing for people yes and she and she didn't understand like and that was her first time like and then she realized like the entire environment and uh i remember that just being a really cool experience because she got to sort of interact and and see what i you know i do and um what we do and um yeah, so that was that was your a rock star moment for you. It was, it uh, was yeah, maybe not a rock star, but just like a uh, a realization for her, which was a cool right, experience. Right. Like, oh, okay, like you and gave you some credibility with your wife. <laughs> well, yeah, but also too is like the you know one thing we've always strived to be is like that positive influence, right? That that yep you know, whether I'm sitting here talking to you on the podcast or whether you meet me in real life, like, um, and or having, just our daily streaming of the game. Yeah. And having yeah. people, you know, like appreciate that in the, in, in that. And then you see that in real life and how they approach you. Like, you know, you mean a lot to someone because of whatever X reason, like you, you could have helped them through a rough time or, um, yep. they come home and they just really enjoyed your content or because of your, um, you know, because of your attitude and positivity, which we've seen, like it influences people and rubs off on other people. And so her seeing like how many people had that experience and it was a really cool thing. So, um, right on that sticks out to me, like, because, yeah. And it, you know, it wasn't this big tournament. She didn't see, you know, she didn't see me up there on the stage or anything like that. But it was just like in a because the Steam launch party was very uh, small scale, was very intimate as far as like there wasn't a ton of people. I mean, there were still like a yeah, hundred cool. people, but it wasn't thousand. People. Wasn't huge, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, hey, Mark Nicholson. There's PGI Mark Nicholson. He, you know, he has somewhat of a similar story um, as to us, as far as uh, you know, being a fan before being involved. But um, I think the thing that sticks there's there's quite a few things that stick out to me. For sure, it's the events and you know, meeting people in the community and making friends that we've had you know for five, six, seven, eight years. Um, but I think the thing that sticks out the, to me the most, actually, Mark brought it up too. It was one of his. Um, was the whole Sarah's Jenner thing. Having children, um, that whole situation was uh, extremely difficult for me and emotional. And now I'm just saying that for, as an outsider, I can't even imagine what it was like 
you know, yeah, we we talked to her dad, and um, it, it was an intense moment. But seeing the community come together and raise, you know, well over a hundred thousand um, dollars to go to cancer research uh, was huge. Um, and to me, that's you know, I've I've mentioned it on stage at Metcon before. Um, how we are the mech warrior and battletech community is my favorite community in the world as far as uh, especially as far as video games and, and stuff like that but just in general uh, it's an extremely giving community and over the years we've seen a lot of you know uh, charity drives and fundraisers and this community just comes together um, it, it's a very solid community and so uh, to me that was huge you know and and obviously for the importance of that whole situation yeah. and Sarah and all that. But also I remember um, as that got momentum, um, somebody, it, it actually, the, the commercial I made for Sarah Jenner, which was just a YouTube video, um, but I said something like, uh, you know, I, I did like a, this was before we even had like spectator cam or anything mm -hmm. like that. And so I just made this the best I could of a video of Sarah Jenner. And I said something like, um, Sarah's Jenner available now in Mech Warrior Online, something like that, you know, some kind of uh, little trailer for it or whatever to sell more of them and raise more money. And somebody pointed out that it made it onto Canadian TV. And so yeah. I got to see actually my commercial I made being played on uh, yeah. Canadian TV and, and, and heard my voice. And that was kind of the first time where, you know, something, uh, something big like that happened. Obviously not anywhere near as important as what the cause was for itself but just the whole sarah's jenner thing has always been super uh important to me and significant but uh there's been a million things it's been I eight think, years i don't so i don't know all how kinds you, of stuff to stick i don't know how you feel but sometimes it feels sort of surreal oh totally dude because like i'm just Absolutely. a guy i i you know like i yeah we're like everybody out there we're just fans of this game but and being we just... a part but also realize that you're being a part of history and, and not yeah. like building yourself up to be this huge thing but just realize that like we have a very little part of battletech mech yeah. warrior history but we're in it <laughs> and then that's what's been always sort of surreal and weird to yeah. me is like the fact of like we may look back at this and just be like you know crazy like you know oh i already i already do yeah man. you know and so anyways that always just sort of blows my mind there um is the Absolutely. because if you would have if you would have I would, I would be dying to do that type of thing when i was you know growing up when i was 12 15 18 oh you know, dude blah, absolutely blah, right and so sometimes it's a it's a weird perspectives uh, i've been humbled i think that's for sure i've been humbled by the experience because We've been, you know, we've been a part of this community forever. Um, you know, obviously myself being in Battletech MechWarrior for 35 years and, and, and you for a very long time as well. Um, on, you know, together we have many, many decades of Battletech MechWarrior experience. But, um, you know, just being able to be behind the scenes uh, as far as PGI and, the, and, and back in the day IGP and seeing how video games are made and decisions that are made and, you know, just having a lot of knowledge, you know, what's my old saying that I've been saying for eight years? You don't years? know what you don't know. Yeah. And what did we, we have learned so many things <laughs> over oh, eight yeah. years, you know, going in with all these expectations or in our minds, the way we think things should happen or could yeah. happen or would happen. But yeah, we've learned a lot. So it's, it's been a humbling experience getting to see behind the curtain a little yeah. bit. It's been a humbling experience being able to be a part of so many, uh, 
you know, all these experiences, the Metcons and the um, working with all the streamers that we do and people, you know, you guys out there in chat that we get to, some of these people have been, you know, subbing to our stream for six years and yep, have been around for longer yeah. because before subs were a thing. And, you know, we, so it's, I think it's easy to take it for granted that, uh, oh, you know, yeah, they've, all this has been around and it will be around forever, you know, and I kind of was tongue in cheek, obviously, when I did that tweet earlier, eight years and forever to go. I have no idea how long we're going to be around, but man, it's been, and, and so sometimes I think we can take it for granted, sure. but it's been hugely humbling and I'm super appreciative for these eight years that we have had. However long it goes, uh, this will always be a big part of our lives and, and that's awesome. And I think with that too is go back to that time when, you know, there was Mech 4, the expansions came and gone, and then it was just dead, right? And so, like, again, I understand, too, where, you know, you say something like, enjoy it while you can, because you don't know how long it's going to be. And as well, that's also why I'm looking so forward to Mech 5 and the, the oh, yeah. you know, what comes out of it. And I know I hype and I speak about mods, and I know some people get upset because... They think like I'm sort of brushing aside the fact of like the responsibility of a developer to come out with a good product. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I've realized that looking at other uh, titles and IPs out there that have had huge influences of mods, what it does to the game and IP and for the fandom and... You know, like I've wanted a, another Mech Commander game. I've wanted one so bad. I've wanted one so bad that I I had been trying to get my hands on the source code for Mech Commander 1. Like I I was so close and that door was shut um, in front of me. I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, by the way. Um, so obviously Mech Commander 2 source code is out there. You can still download it. You can still find it. But it's a, it's a mess. Let's just put it mm -hmm. that way. Um, I had reached out to one of the original developers on Mech Commander, but, and this is before I knew Mitch and all those guys. This is before HBS was even on. This was years and years ago. And I'd reached out to him on LinkedIn and he replied. Not only did he reply, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we can find that, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I don't think it'd be a problem. Door was shut because he got promoted in Microsoft to a bigger position and just like moved on and Bummer. stopped. And like, I know no more. And I was just like, I was that close to getting just the original source files for Mech Commander 1. Not 2, by the way, I'm talking about original. But um, yeah, I, you know, the, the ability to experience novellas in a, you know, 2D well, now we're three. kind of moving into the future, right? Is that what, you, what you're getting into? The well, potential it's, modding? Mech well, it's 5? just the what the future right now. We've got HBS coming out with content. I, it makes sense. I mean, we're getting mechs that we've always wanted, you know, with the Unseen now being out there and there being no legality issues with it. So we're seeing mechs that, of course, are, you know, awesome. We're, we've got this turn-based tactical game. I wouldn't be surprised if, if because the game is now, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, because we already have clans and like if, if in Battletech, 
via mods, right? Now that they said there's going to be um, native mod support, to me, it's just, it's opening the door to years and years of content and, and gameplay and experiences that we can all enjoy. Um, and now we've got new tabletop coming. We have new artwork coming. And I feel like that's another big thing is like, I know, I know aesthetics isn't everything, but you have to be realistic. If you're on the outside and you saw these old miniatures, they're fugly, especially when you compare them to like Warhammer 40k and uh, the other tabletop games, Dungeons and Dry, uh, stuff like that. The new 3D, you know, the new models just look amazing. The new designs, and actually, some of them, um, like the Gargoyle and Executioner, um, I actually like them, I think, a, a little bit more um, than the MWO ones. Be like, I think it's the cockpit area, especially in the Executioner and the Gargoyle that I like. Um, so it's one of those where you've got an updated design and then also too is look at like what hbs did with the mech warrior art right it's it's bringing the new as far as like actual mech warriors like walking through the hall remember that uh, you know all those things or putting in perspective some of those things and i'm sure we're going to get uh, mech 5 stuff as well um we'll see concept art and stuff after the fact and blah 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 but the revitalization of and updates that we're seeing to that it just brings i think a new generation to where they would have probably just bypassed it because aesthetics like if well, you remember see, we talked go ahead i was gonna say you see some of the tro artwork you see some of that if, if someone's re not really invested and they see that stuff compared to other stuff that's modern and updated they're just gonna be like oh that's yeah, well, really we're living in a in a golden era for BattleTech and MechWarrior. Like I've said it pretty much, I think every MechCon I've said to you, I've said it up on stage, um, is that we're these are unique times. You know, you brought up that that dark time between Mech Four and anything else, um, and that's why I keep bringing it up to everybody. Appreciate what we have right now. You know, um, like you said, we have MechWarrior Online, we have MechWarrior Five coming out, we have BattleTech and its updates, we have uh, and I'm talking Hairbrain Schemes, and we have BattleTech with Catalyst Game Labs. All of this stuff is in full production. There was a time when there was nothing new coming out. We've yeah. got new novels coming out. We've got just, it's, it is a golden era for if you're a Battletech and MechWarrior fan. And, you know, well, I don't want to get too much into this because we do want to remain positive. But some people out there have said, oh, you know, I, because of their anger of, of MWO not going the direction they want, they wish that, uh, you know, PGI would lose the license and then it would go to somebody else. Um, obviously, you and I know that it, Things just don't work out like that. It's not that easy. And most likely the IP wouldn't go to somebody else. Either, um, you know, Microsoft would say no, or there's nobody else out there that would want to take it on. It is a very niche market. Yeah. And so it's not just like, oh, just make a MechWarrior game and it's going to sell well. And you're going to, so many games come out and do not sell well and yeah. go under and well, so forth. And, 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 and so I just feel like we've been, let me just real quick. I feel like we've been super lucky Definitely. and we're remain, you know, that, that luck is continuing and, and it's not luck. It's hard work from people like PGI Mark Nicholson here and everybody else that we know we go into that studio and we know how much uh, passion goes into the stuff that they're working on. Um, and I just, again, I'm not like, you know, trying to blow smoke up anybody's ass or anything like that. But I just know, and you know that there can be a, a total different yes. situation than what we have right now. Yes. And I feel like um, even if you don't appreciate maybe everything that's happened or what's what's out there now, um, it's so much better than 
well, so much better than it, it could be. And I think what's difficult with what you're saying is it's 100% true. But I think one of the, the catches to all that is that, and myself included, and you hear this earlier on in the podcast, is your imagination. Like, mm-hmm. what should the next mech game look like? Someone recently posted on Reddit and said, and it compared MWO to EVE. And that's what MWO could have been, right? And it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but that's not the model they went with, right? They went with more of a World of Tanks style. They didn't go, you know, and so you can be upset. You can uh, not like the things, but again, everybody who's a Battletech fan has a different perspective. Absolutely. Uh, and, <laughs> have we, and have we desire. not learned that? <laughs> yeah, and even you myself. You take 50 Mech Warrior fans and they all want 50 different yeah. things. Like if you would have said, hey, would you rather have a turn-based game or like a turn-based Battletech game or a Mech Matter? I would have said Mech Matter. I don't care about You would have said it with a, yeah, without a doubt. But without a, lot a doubt. Of people out there. Right? Me being, see, here's, do you know why I like turn-based? Because I'm, I, I, maybe older. it's because I'm older but it whatever i get i'm under too much you need pressure. time to you know yeah. make decisions. <laughs> at least to pause if it's going to be mech commander but you know it's it's i think one of the things that i've always appreciated that mitch has said um from harebrained schemes is with success all things are possible yep. and that's kind of my feeling for everything battletech and mech warrior i want to see catalyst uh succeed i want to see harebrained succeed and i of course want to see pgi succeed and you know it's just 2019 right now who knows what could happen next year or next year or the year after that anything yeah. is possible what we is could five see years what is another yeah, eight see years something more like. you know more along the lives uh, on along the lines of eve online we could see a, a new mech commander we could see all kinds of things with success all things are possible i totally believe in that and that's what i want i want to keep seeing the mech warrior and battle tech community thrive and have new content and yeah. You know, just I, I don't want the golden era to I think, end. I think it's it's interesting because, again, looking at it from going through it is because before when we started, we weren't on the inside. We didn't understand how the development process works. No. And then now we do. And so. Well, at least we have more of an idea. <laughs> yeah. And, and having imagination and saying, oh, OK, like these it's like okay, all these ideas sound good, but when you put them on paper, how do they all align? And then, then yeah. you get into the design of things and then what kind of game is it? Um, and you see yep. studios out there, again, um, that huge article like on Anthem and you know how they hadn't, it wasn't really locked down and it went through years and years and years and blah, blah, blah. And then you, you've got other titles that come out like COD just came out and it's like the same thing just updated, but it's it's, it's something that they know it works and blah, blah, blah. And I think, uh, yeah, Kagger, you're right too, is when, when you talk about um, big studios and small studios as well, I mean, when you're, when in the grand scheme of things, all three companies that we just talked about with uh, PGI, HPS, and Catalyst are tiny small companies, companies. you know, comparatively, yep. especially when you're talking about uh, from like a uh, game developer. All right. Yep. Um, and so, it's it's one of those i think sometimes realism like the realism aspect of and realistic aspect of is what is what are they capable of as far as in this time frame and i think so many so many of uh people out there including myself uh prior had no idea 
the the level of how much time it takes to create something or, and do that in, in an engine, whether it's programming and this or that and blah, blah, blah. And that's what's really cool about like the mod scene too is because what that does for the fans is it says, hey, everything's done. 99.9% .9 of the work is done. Here's all the tools, go forth and create. Have at it. And then, yeah, and then this is sort of where I, I'm, I'm so excited for Mech 5 too is just because that allows PGI to basically focus on DLC. And then from a mod standpoint, is there something or are there things that the mod team needs access to that they don't have access to, or do they need tools that potentially can be uh, implemented uh, via PGI? Or is there something that's going to be created uh, via the community and PGI is like, hey, that's a really freaking cool thing. We're going to also in, include that as far as in the, in the downloadable stuff. Um, uh, I know my small team, we're just waiting. We're just waiting for, I don't know if we're going to be able to p do anything as far as when the, the demo comes out. Um, but I know they're going to be uh, going through files and seeing if they can already sort of pull stuff out. Um, obviously, I know that it's going to be limited and I know the tools aren't going to be there at the very beginning, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing if we can pull off the, the mech commander stuff and, um, yeah, you know, and again, when it comes to like tabletop, one of the things I was just talking to someone was, um, cause, uh, actually trouble in chat was asking like, Hey, have you ever thought about doing something similar to like, uh, death from above and, or maybe instead of physical, you know, use mega mech and stuff. And I was just, we like, talk about it guys. We talk about it. Well, one of the things I was going through is in my mind, I, because con I'm going through like the logisticals aspect of it. Like, okay, what equipment do I need? What would it look like? Where would the cameras be? Uh, would it be in if that If you room saw the and studio that Death From Above used and literally in the camera equipment and everything, dude, like it was a huge production. Um, we're talking about two dudes in separate rooms across the country from each other, um, you know, with couple webcams. I don't know how, how we would do it. I would love to do a tabletop well, thing. And there were, there, you know, I was like, well, you could potentially use Mega Mac. That would work. But I was like, but Mega Mac, it just, it looks, I was like, you know, I'm surprised no one, and I don't know why, but I. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Maybe, maybe just maybe someone creates a 3D version of Mega Mac and not like where you see all the bells and well, whistles we've been talking about and that stuff. since day one. But just where aesthetically, like on the board, and it can it can literally look like a mini, just standing 100% still or whatever, just like this, and just in a 3D environment. Um, Dude, that would be amazing. I, I'm just surprised. No, anyways, maybe someone. So all you modders out there, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, dude, dude, Mega Mech. We didn't even talk about that. Mega Mech's awesome. If any of you have not played it, it's basically an online version of the tabletop. Um, but it's very old and i mean it was around when we started and we played it back then i would uh, love to, i would love if if someone out there is listening and you are a mega mech aficionado you're a guru you know about the mega mech campaign and you know how to run things maybe you're a game master or something darren and i would be very up to talking to you because we could yeah, make that could part of our night to, yeah because when we did uh, back in the day when we played with Boo and, and stuff and he was the game master, I liked that, what we were doing. It wasn't, it was role play, but it wasn't 
Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've never really played Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm just, it always, it's one of those things where I like more of what we were doing, which was like, hey, here's the scenario. And you didn't have to role play every movement. You know what I'm saying? Like me, yeah, yeah. we would just talk and bullshit and blah, blah, blah. Um, but follow the campaign and the story and we can create this. Uh, that to me was really fun. And uh, the game master controlled the op, op four. So like he was in control of the bad guys and you would get experience. But you have to you have to know the insights and outs of like, it's sort of like um, Death From Above where they created a, alternative sort of thing to um how they could play the game right and yep. anyway so if you if you're a mega mech uh guru out there um and you have time and, and you have energy and you'd like to be a part of that reach out to us uh, on our discord of course you can send us an email at seanlang at nogutsnogalks.net or bombadil at nogutsnogalks.net um because we'd be down for that i think that yeah could be, think... that could be something we could do because that would add would another be... night you know, or day that we could do something like that. Certainly. And, 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 uh, well, I'll extend that. So first of all, anybody out there that's interested or has the ability to do something like that or, or wants to, um, we could potentially co we could sponsor, we could do, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Also, if there's anybody out there that thinks that they have a solution for us to actually play the actual tabletop, um, that would work. I don't, uh, I don't with, think, uh, yeah, I've gone through, I don't think that would work. Well, let's see what, if there's anybody out there that has any ideas. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, I think there's a, a, a lot of potential for what's coming. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, as I said earlier, this community is amazing, so I expect amazing things from them. Uh, we've done a lot of you know, side projects over the years. We released actually three NGNG albums way yeah. back in the day. You know, we had comics, volume one, two, and three. Yeah. We released web comics. Yeah. Um, the and, animations you know, with Plexi. Um, yep. He did the work on those. We just hosted them. Um, um, you know, I've just, always wanted someone to take up the bandwagon on that one. Well, of course, dude. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of potential for new, uh, exciting content out there with what's coming around the corner. Um, I do, we do kind of need to wrap things up, but what? I do want to, <laughs> I know, well, I've got a, uh, you know, I've got a eight year old girl that wants to go trick or treating. Um, but, uh. In with MW, we didn't really talk about what's going on right now with the games, and we probably won't get into that today. Um, but of course, if you are playing MWO, make sure you're checking out the trick or treat uh sales and spooky Halloween bundle and and um the loot bags, etc. It's a good time to be just getting a lot of free stuff at MWO. Um, of course, Mech Warrior 5, we've got uh the the beta coming next month. Um, we've got heavy metal from Hairbrain Schemes coming, um, continued updates from Catalyst. Uh, sure. A lot of exciting stuff going on. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously we will let you guys know any news or updates. Um, I don't, they for haven't sure. announced another AMA for Mech 5, but Russ did mention he, he did, he did mention he wanted to do like at least a mod modding, where right? you may yeah. not be able to answer everything, but I think to I'm cover excited that, for that one. Obviously, we're both excited for the modding. Uh, I think, AMA. I think, I think the kicker with that is, uh, real quick is that when we were there and every, my understanding is pretty much everything's going to be open. I think the the only thing that I think at the time, and maybe this has changed and I may be speaking out of my ass here, but as far as modding is concerned, 
I think the only things that really uh, will be uh, not available is stuff that influences stability of the client. Um, and I thought there was one other thing. It was like stability, it had to do with stability and make sure that the client wanna crash. Other than that, I think they were very open to, if it hadn't already been open, like Max, by the way, you're gonna be able to put make your own Max. Like that's already known. If you're on the Mech 5 Discord in the modding section, Brian Ekman showed uh, stuff a while ago. So if you're concerned with that vehicles, you're gonna be able, like the level of customization that you're gonna be able to do Dude, I'm I'm just everything's there. <laughs> but I guess my point being is like ah! what we don't know is like how far down the rabbit's hole that means. Yeah. But that being said, what I, I'm pretty sure from a mod standpoint, that means that let's just say I have an idea. But that idea means access to something that maybe let's just say something is off limits or blocked or whatever. Unless it affects stability, as far as I, I'm aware, um, I think there'll be uh open to getting that access um to the modding community and i think because the the mod and it you know obviously has been pitched forever and and, and russ is i mean his last ama literally was like oh yeah that's gonna be some of the, the modders do and stuff like that so everything is going to be open i think uh and from my understanding i mean ui was built mod i mean everything is modular so you can go in there and edit uh, and do whatever you want. So yep. I know there was concerns. I know some people were like, yeah, I'll see it when I believe it. Uh, totally get that aspect, but I think uh, you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. So I'm, I'm excited for him to do a mod one. I've wanted one this entire time, but it is what it is. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up, guys. Just want to say thank you again for an amazing eight years. Darren, it's a pleasure working with you every Happy day. anniversary, dude. Yeah, man. It's it's absolutely crazy. been a pleasure um eight years and and forever to go and all of you guys out there again thank you for uh being with us for you know a, a lot of you for eight years and and many of you for five six seven years and uh and to everybody that's new to the community welcome and you're in the best community there is hands yeah. down thank you guys for all the support and of course if you enjoyed this podcast please considering uh subscribing thank you guys in chat mark get back to work you got stuff to do, sir. Uh, yeah, you all do. of you guys in chat, thank you Thanks, so Mark. much. Uh, obviously, we're going to be rolling into November and then December. Um, I know some people have, uh, you know, have been just so supportive over the years, uh, positivity, and I just want to say thank you again for keeping that uh, community uh, positivity flowing and uh, just being absolutely, awesome man. When I say I love you guys, I mean it, and. Uh, you know, I, I would not have been able to do this for any other franchise or IP or for any other community. Um, you know, you, you can't you can't fake this kind of stuff for this long. Um, I would lose my soul. Uh, thankfully, I absolutely love this franchise. I love everything Battletech and MechWarrior, and I love this community. And I just, uh, again, I you know, I try not to take it for granted. Uh, you guys have just made it an awesome time. All right, guys, just want to say thank you again. Don't forget, uh, if you'd like to help support this uh, podcast, support is brought to you by you, the viewer, the listener. If you'd like to help support this podcast, consider supporting us in a variety of ways. You can sub to our channel up there in that uh, corner. Just click that sub button. we got awesome emotes. You can become one of our patrons, a dollar, five dollars, however much. It's up to you. Check that out as well. Link is in the description for those that are listening. Uh, we've got a merch store. Check that out. 
Uh, and of course, one of the big ones is if you're going to be shopping on Amazon, we have an affiliate link. Uh, what does that mean? If you click through that link and buy stuff, we get kickbacks. Um, so if, whether it's a uh, PC gear, maybe it's camping gear, Christmas is coming gear, up, Christmas is whatever it is. Just click on our link. It's going to be down below this video in the description. And, or if you're watching live on Twitch, we have an affiliate. If you just want to bookmark that again and just use it when your everyday purchases, we'd greatly appreciate it. Just want to say thank you again for or be like trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, trouble. And everybody that supported us today on the, uh, on this podcast, uh, be sure to check out our website, no guts, no galaxy.net. Check us out on Twitch at NGNG TV, YouTube at No Guts No Galaxy TV, Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy, Facebook at No Guts No Galaxy Podcast, SoundCloud at No Guts No Galaxy, and for all the latest and greatest in mech porn t-shirts and mugs, be sure to check us out at No Guts No Galaxy Store.com. This was your local No Guts No Galaxy Mechword Podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me. You can feel it on my skin. But there is more with this. Maybe I can be closer now. But I don't know how. Please don't remove my metal skin. My metal skin. My metal skin. And the wires within. You probably thought it was normal. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever